Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to The Real Down, sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Barry. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Real Down on Paddle and Finn podcast. We've got a couple epic guests for you tonight. Nate Mayfield of North Alabama Kayak Anglers and Brandon Ellis of Iron City Kayak Anglers. Going to be an epic episode for you guys. Looking forward to talking to these guys about their uh, 2020 seasons and what they got going on. Uh, So should be an exciting episode. But uh, before we get started with all of those goodies, Dan, my man, Detective Dan, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Happy to. Haven't been doing any fishing, so at least I'm getting talk about fishing right now. This is my little Thanksgiving to Christmas family break that I do every year, so it it builds up the anticipation where I really get to use all those Christmas presents. Hopefully, I ask Santa for so. Yeah, right. Right That's now is it. my, I'm I'm in that celibate stage of no fishing. I I don't think celibate's the word, but okay. Well, but yeah. Uh, t- tonight. Anyway, <laughs> how about you, man? <laughs> I'm good. We got uh, we got snowmageddon going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got uh, snowmageddon going on uh, up here in Indiana right now. So uh, we got a few inches last night, and then the second round hitting us right now. You guys, uh, you guys down there are getting some storms though, aren't you? Yeah, tonight it's it's. I don't know about up there in North Alabama, but tonight it's a storm. So hopefully we don't lose power or anything while we're on here. But uh, but yeah, there's some storms coming through. Okay, okay. Well, Nate, Brandon, how you guys doing? We're good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, th- thank you for being on the show. It's an all Alabama show. We're outnumbering you tonight, Sam, three to one. So <laughs> I know, I know. I don't, I don't know what to uh, 
to do. I I always find a way to talk about Hoosier kayak bassing somehow, so I guess I'll fit it in somewhere. Yeah, there you go. You already did. But no, I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about tonight because I'm going to be going to Alabama. um, You know, this coming season, quite a bit uh, on the national level tour level so uh we've got uh hobie events there kbf events there and bass events there so on top of what i hear is an already amazing local uh kayak fishing community down there it's going to be a lot of people coming from all over to fish some trophy lakes down there and i'm excited about it so i'm 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 looking forward to uh, tonight's episode, and I'm going to try and uh, get some intel afterwards after the the show's done, and we're no longer live uh, on some of these lakes. That'll help me out. So, Nate knows Gunnersville. He's since you're fishing the national championship, he can hook you up with that. Okay. Well, you know, from now on, don't don't tell anybody anything uh, further in this show. I don't want everybody hitting Nate up. For Intel, that's my guy. So, you know. But yeah, these... The good, the good places to eat. I don't know about the good places to catch fish. I like <laughs> good food, too. Good food, good fishing, family, God. That's me, man. I was going to say, Gunnersville's got a little bit of everything, doesn't it? So, a lot of good camping, yeah. a lot of good food, good mountains, all the good fish. Yeah. Hey, speaking to my heart. So. But yeah, we... We, we wanted to have these two guys on tonight because they're, I mean, y'all are two of the, I don't know, most respected tournament directors in Alabama, in Alabama, been doing it the longest amount of time. So we definitely have the right people on the show. Uh, I guess we'll start with you, Brandon. Tell us about yourself. How did you get into kayak fishing? Uh, oddly enough, uh, uh, so I had a bass boat fished actually in the Bass Nation for a while with a, a club here in Birmingham. And uh, after our third kid, realized I wasn't using my bass boat that much. And so I had a, a friend of mine invite me to go kayak fishing. Oddly enough, we went up to the Flint for the first time and fished with Robert Brown. Had a great time. Um, found some guy that was selling Acusa for dirt cheap and found this club called NACA. And uh, uh, Nate's brother David actually convinced me for about two weeks to come and fish the tournament with him. Um, so having never put my butt in a Kusa, having never really fished Gunnersville from a kayak, had never been to where were we at that first? Where, where was that first launch? Mud Nate? I don't remember. Mud Creek. Creek. Have never been to Mud Creek. Period. Went up there and fished with Naka and loved it. And uh, so that kind of hooked me at that point. Had a great time with those guys. Met some good people. And kind of fished with NACA, kind of more in the Birmingham area. And so we, had, we actually had like a little throwdown group in Birmingham. Um, and then after that, um, with Nate's permission, having talked with NACA, we, we founded Iron City uh, from a group of guys that were used to fishing NACA and um, just couldn't make the drive all the time, the two-hour drive up there. So um, when you talk about Alabama kayak fishing, Nate Mayfield is the godfather of it, and NACA is where everybody mm. in our entire state started from at some point in time. So he, he's legitimately the expert. Um, I think we had 60-plus guys at that tournament. He's had over 100 at one point in time. So uh, Nate's the guy. Nate's the one that's really kind of fired the passion in a lot of us. And how, how long has Iron City been around? Uh, I think we're coming up on our fifth year. So okay. I think we're about one or two years younger than, than NACA is. 
Uh, and so Iron City, we can start up in actually in the Bass Pro Shops. We had a meeting at the deli counter at the Bass Pro Shops here and decided to start in, uh, Iron City with Nate's permission and, um, and, and blessing, actually. And, you know, we had a pretty good turnout the first couple of years and ha- had some absolute hammers in the club uh, that, you know, kind of pushed it along. So five years later, we're that's a little bit different than it was than, than we started, but really enjoying it. Cool. And what, what do you do whenever you're not out on the water? Oh, gosh, we've got four kids, so we have a lot of uh, oh, Lord. A lot of stuff Slow down, there. man. Absolutely, but uh, spend a lot of time with them, do a lot of kind of outdoor stuff, uh, you know, work, do supply chain management for a local healthcare company, uh, but really try to spend as much time with the kids outdoors as possible. That's one of the things we've really pushed Iron City. NACA's done the same thing as well is, you know, get your kids out and get your kids involved. Yeah. All right, Nate, your turn there, Godfather. Uh, so if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Dave, my brother and I were uh, were trying to talk my dad into selling us his bass boat. It was the yeah. winter of 2011. And he uh, he said, you know, he wouldn't sell it to us. And he said, you know, if I was a younger man, I'd buy a fishing kayak. Dave and I, neither one had ever even heard of a fishing kayak, and uh, we'd fished out of canoes and stuff, but I'd never thought about fishing out of kayaks, so we got on our phones and started Googling it, and uh, there weren't very many back then. Uh, I found a Hobie PA-14 and ended up buying it from California and having it shipped over, and uh, David bought a Jackson boat, had it about four months later, and uh, we started uh, what would end up being... NAC, uh, we started it in uh, April of 2012, and really there's about six of us, and we just kind of started, we just went and fished together, and that's that's really all we did, and um, it kind of steadily grew, and some guys kind of got involved. We did some small little gatherings and on Gunnersville and on the Flint River, and um, this Eric Atkins is really the, the, the brains behind most of the stuff, but he, he just annoyed the hell out of david and i until we uh agreed to to put a tournament on like a real paying tournament and um we figured man we would be ecstatic with about 20 guys or so and we set it all up at mud creek and 60 something guys showed up and we were we we had no idea what we were doing it was a it was nuts and uh i mean the whole parking lot and the whole back of the restaurant was packed with boats yeah nobody ever seen anything like it we we certainly hadn't, and uh, and basically we've uh, from then it, it's just we've been fortunate to uh, to really tap into just kind of a, a a really neat little community and a neat vibe. And we I like to tell people our tournaments are are kind of like club socials. They're just we all get together and give each other a hard time. And you know um, if you're fortunate enough to win one of our tournaments, you basically get made fun of for the next 30 days until the next tournament. I mean, you get abused online and picked on and um, it's a great little vibe and we love it. And, uh, and uh, we're fortunate enough to have the support of several, uh, you know, great companies that support us and kind of give away prizes. And it's, it's kind of become part of the club culture that, um, you know, there's a saying in NACA that I'm just here for the drawings you know guys come to the weigh-in they all sit there and make fun of each other and everybody's just there for the drawing that's you know nobody really cares to win i I know they care to win but but it's not it's not like hyper competitive it's just really really fun social vibe and uh 
We love it. We've expanded over the years. We've um, we've added a, a full youth trail, which we love. And I mean, just getting the kids out and mm-hmm. seeing them yeah. catch fish. And we've added uh, our our little spring tackle swap in in that we do at the beginning of the season has gotten huge. We do it at a high school gym, and it, it's basically like a huge. Uh, bass fishing and kayaking yard sale and uh, it, it, we have uh, what i think i'm i'm proudest of of our our little group is um we just we've got lots of different things that we're into i mean we've got the throwdown tournaments we've got our trail we've got our big angler of the year stuff and we have we're fortunate to have awesome participation in those things like brandon said there's i mean we're 60 to 100 guys at almost every tournament and um but everybody gets along. It's a great vibe, and then we're able to uh, we're able to get into these things with the youth, with demos, uh, with garbage and, and litter cleanups during the summer. Um, we've just got a really we've got a great community here that that, that we're proud to be a part of. And uh, other than selling bump stickers, what what do you do for for work for money? <laughs> incidentally, he sells I kayaks too. <laughs> So uh, I sell appliances uh, to builders and architects, designers and stuff. Uh, so I, I get to go around and uh, shoot the bull and uh, talk to awesome people all day. That's, that's, that's my job. So I enjoy it. Cool. Well, and dang, definitely have the two guys been doing it for a long time on here and yeah, well, just, I didn't realize that, Mud Creek was the first one, by the way. I thought you got yeah, the, that was one of the most polished events I have ever seen. Even going back to like the Bass Nation stuff, that was a really polished event. So you guys did a great job on that. I didn't realize it was the first one. It didn't look like you didn't know what you were doing. I'll say that. Well, we totally didn't. <clears throat> we were we were completely like behind the scenes freaking out. And um I'd like to point out too, just to 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 give reference to Brandon's character, I think the world of him. So Brandon ended up winning that tournament. He didn't tell you that, but I will. And, that was uh, pure luck, by the way. In the middle of that tournament, he he stopped for about an hour and helped some a, a kid, right, a, a, a little a younger guy. He helped a younger guy get on some fish for for several minutes, thirty minutes or more. He he stopped and gave him some tips and showed this guy where to catch fish, and then uh, you know in competition in the middle of competition and certainly at competition he ended up winning he uh he took time out to do that so uh i knew he and i were going to get along good from from the first time i met that was him, a so. good that was a great group of guys there it really was and it was insane i think the coolest part of that tournament it was cold that morning and somehow and a lot of guys their first tournament and nobody managed to flip a boat it was pretty impressive overall so now this was uh 2012 is that what you said uh 2012 so we, we started the club, yeah, in 2012. Our first tournament was would have been in the spring in 2013. Okay, very cool, very cool. Here we are getting ready to go into the 2020 season. So, uh, you know, that's that's a lot of years of experience right there. Um, and uh, what, what do you think has been the uh, the the best part of all of that. So out of all those years and all those experiences, you know, and all the different uh, champions and anglers of the year, different lakes you've fished at and, and all these different events, what's been like, what's been the best thing for you? If you had one, one hmm. takeaway 
from from those years, what would it be? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, Putting you on the spot. Yeah. I think, honestly, so I'm going to go to the classic we have at the Coosa every year, and I think it, it may or may not change this year, the location. But what you have is you have um, four to five local clubs with their unique flavor come together and fish at a common event. And we draw 60-plus guys from across the state. Some guys are coming from Georgia and Tennessee as well to come and fish this thing. And to Nate's point, it's because we've done a great, such a great job of having community across the state and Facebook's helped that tremendously as well. Cause you can join different groups and, and talk, you're coming around there and hanging out with a bunch of guys that are like-minded. There's very little, I mean, drama, if anything, everyone looks forward to coming and hanging out at that event. Um, and I'm trying to think Nate, if we've ever had, there's hardly ever any real disagreements on it either. It just goes off without a hitch and you've got all these guys coming in just to hang out and, um, so I think that we're proudest of that, that there has been the statewide community grown because of NACA and the way NACA kicked off and how it, it was infectious and spread to different areas that you can enjoy a statewide, fairly autonomous, you know, tournament at the end of the year, a gorgeous place. And it, and it goes without a hitch for the most part. And, that, and that, that, that's something, a little background on that. All We have a championship division, like you said, the Alabama State Classic, the top 10 from each club get invited into the championship and then there's also open so anybody can fish in that and these two men are also tournament directors for that yeah i think the proudest thing i am you know i can't say that i really planned it from the beginning but but once i felt it i knew that's what we wanted but i'm proudest of just kind of our vibe our culture Mm -hmm. you know it's um you know it's really really friendly for for new people coming in it's friendly for really competitive guys guys in the middle um you know we we just we have a good vibe and guys genuinely enjoy each other's company and i'll tell you my my very favorite experience um related to it is is a little different but the uh one of our very first youth tournaments we had 12 boys and we're fishing and and the fishing was a little tough and uh, they weren't really catching much. And, and I saw something that, uh, you know, that, I, that reminded me of why I got into fishing. But, but one of the kids caught a fish while the other boys had got out and were playing in the water and throwing rocks. Kid a few yards away caught a fish. And every one of those boys turned around, watched him, and then hopped in their boats and grabbed their rods and reels and started grinding. <laughs> And it was without anybody saying a thing. And I, I thought, you know what? That's what it's about. I mean, they're having fun. They're having lunch together. Somebody caught a fish and it all, you know, it all went away. It was time to go fish again. And, uh, yeah. it, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's yeah, awesome. It's a great That's culture awesome. in our area. It really is a great culture yeah. across all the groups. What, what do you that, think that, drives that? that? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Dan. I, I'm just I'm no, curious. What do you think drives that? We, we've talked about this a little bit with other tournament directors, and and that's the common thread. And and Dan's pointed that out in previous episodes. When we're talking to tournament directors, great tournament directors. That common thread is the culture. What do you think contributes to that? Because, I mean, let's be honest. Right now, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of bickering, a lot of uh, you know negative outlooks on things in the kayak industry right now and the fishing industry as a whole right now it's it's ridiculous to me how much drama there is and i don't want to talk about the drama i want to talk about this awesome culture you guys have what do you think is the biggest contributor to that 
And furthermore, maybe for people who are struggling a little bit with that culture in their clubs, how do you think they can build upon? You know, for us, we had our our hard times too. I mean, when we initially formed a board, um, we had a lot of guys that were really, really awesome and uh, were really strong opinions and they were all um, right. You know, we could have gone any direction. And, um, and, and I probably looking back, I wish I would handled some of that stuff differently, but I didn't. And, um, you know, there were some things where some guys, uh, you know, probably didn't get everything they wanted out of NACA, you know, uh, everything they deserved out of it, but we tried to learn from it. We tried to grow and we tried to adapt. And I think as a, as a club director or tournament director, you know, one of the things that we try to do is, um, you know, we try to listen, you know, it's, uh, you know, we try to, we try to ask guys opinions and where, where possible we try to adapt. And, uh, but I think once we identified, you know, what we wanted and what we were, what our identity was, you know, uh, I, I tell people this and whether people believe it or not, but, you know, if I have 25 friends show up to fish with me on a tournament or 125, I'm happy. You know, I'm totally stoked. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me one way or another. And I think once we kind of realized that about ourselves and realized, you know, if I have 25 good friends that want to come and fish with us on a Saturday and we have fun and tease each other, or we have 125 and we have just as much fun and we're, we're comfortable with it either way. Once we kind of realize, you know what, that's really what we are. Uh, it was easy. I mean, we just, we just keep that same, that same vibe. And, uh, um, that's, that's kind of what, what's worked for us. And, um, and I, I don't know, Brandon may have a, a different experience, but for us, once we realized what we were, we just stuck with it. That's very true. We had a lot of challenges as well after the first two years and then, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, kind of survived through that by listening to guys, um, adapting to what they wanted to have. I mean, to Nate's point, we could have gone, uh, 100% just go fun little jackpot tournaments or 100%, you know, let's go full bore, you know, um, you know, tournament trail. Uh, but listening to the guys as a whole and kind of blending those two together was very helpful. So I think there's a lot of respect that all the groups have for each other, uh, that all the Facebook members have for each other as well, which helps. Um, honestly, a lot of thick skin for some guys that are willing to take some good natured ribbing and understand that, uh, a lot of times people are just being, uh, what's the word, keyboard jockeys, just for yeah. fun. It's not, it's nothing's malicious about it. And once you get past some of that kind of stuff, it, it uh, the respect factor shows up and you see a lot of guys willing to, to engage. Um, but yeah, they're willing to hear the different opinions and adapt to it. I mean, we, you and I, we went and fished inland uh, for that term. Who would have thought we, we would have gone and fished inland this year? It was a terrible place for all of us. <laughs> Um, we put a pole out. It's a beautiful place, though. It's a beautiful yeah, place. It's, like, you yeah, first time I've ever been there. Our depth finders and saw like 9,000 feet. Like, we have nothing. <laughs> what are we going to do with this? Um, but it, surprisingly, we put, the, we put the pole up this year. Where do you guys want to go back to? That was like number two on the list. So be yeah. willing to, to understand there's different experiences other than your own was, was big to it. What, what are some things that that you've seen, if you can give advice, because we, we've been doing a whole series of tournament directors. What, what are some, some, maybe some advice that you can give to other tournament directors on how they can be better or something that they might be doing wrong, at, maybe a mistake that you've made that you don't want them to make? 
Is there anything you can think of? Don't try to be uh, another try trail. Be... <laughs> yeah. Don't yes. try to be another trail. Be your own. Yep. yep. 100%. You know, kind of find out what works for your guys, what your guys um, like. And um, yeah, 100%. Put your own identity, your own stamp on it. I mean, when, when Brandon and I talked about him starting Iron City and stuff, I mean, that was something I shared with him as well. And I've, I've shared with other clubs that have, that have asked advice is, you know, kind of be your own, be your own thing. Try stuff, you know, don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to uh, experiment, but, but kind of be your own thing and don't, don't try to compare yourself to other clubs and, and um, you know, just, just kind of, again, find your own culture, your own identity. And uh, there are some things that you could carry over, you know, for us, um, those things in addition, you know, I was very reluctant to be labeled a tournament club. I never wanted to be a club that that's all we did. We had tournaments and then we never talked to each other. So for me, it was important for us to find these other avenues to, to hang out and socialize like our, uh, you know, our tackle swap. Um, like our demo days, um, like our trash cleanup stuff. It was important for me uh, or to me to kind of add those things so that we had something besides, hey, we're just a tournament club. Uh, but, but other clubs may have different, you know, different things, you know. And um, same thing for us with our youth, our youth trail. You know, that's something that's important to a few of us, um, but your club may not be. And so just, just kind of like Brandon said, do, be you. Yeah, absolutely. Do your own thing. I think it's especially if you're starting a new trail up, I think it's important to talk to the other people that have established trails in your area as well for two reasons. One, you can usually get some great advice from them as well because they've they've seen the market, if you will, and they understand market condition. But secondly, you know, you want to understand and make sure that you have their permission as well, because in their blessing, I don't say permission is probably a bad word, but like that you you share your vision, you understand where they're coming from because you're going to ultimately try to unintentionally, you're going to take members from that group as well. Right. And so you don't want to create bad blood between two different tournament groups. You know, you're going to share members. You should go fish different trails. I mean, Brandon Watson fished a lot in iron city and he's fished a lot inside of NACA. We're not going to get upset that he went and crossed into another tournament trail. We should be excited about his success. He should go fish in another state. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, he did. He's, he's so good. Too. He yeah. should go away. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's the point. Like you're going to have to share members at some point in time and you want to make sure there's no bad blood because you're going to see each other all the time and you don't want to create friction and drama in the community if you can avoid it. Yeah. And if Nate had told cool. us, if Nate had said, look, no, the time's not right. Please don't do it. We'd have, we would have backed off that day. We really would have and, and maybe come back at it another year. But you be respectful of what's already been up there and established. So speaking on what makes your club, you know, stand in your lane and being good at what you're at, what are y'all going to do with motors this year? I saw a Nate, you put up a I heard in, some rumors in, in North Alabama group. Yeah. You got any announcements to make? No, I try to, I try to be open. Get the feedback. Um, and each off season, I'll think of things that are kind of hot topics. You know, that was one of them. Um, and there's been others. And, and I try to post them up and just kind of get a feel for guys. And, you know, truthfully, there are some that 
disagree, but a lot of guys that have been in it as long as I have are, um, there's a lot of them that are purists that, that came from the whitewater paddling side and they're, they're paddling that fish, you know? And, uh, um, I paddle to get to the dumbest fish possible, you know? And that's what I'll tell people when they, when they ask me about kayaking, you know, I don't want to fish a really smart fish, you know, that's seen every lure under the sun and seen 14 bass boats. I want the dumb fish. That That's the, the fish that I need. And so I paddle to get to the dumbest fish possible. But I, I'm not a purist. I mean, I personally, especially as I've gotten into the saltwater fishing and other stuff, man, I'll slide into a uh, something with a motor and a heartbeat. Um, but there's some things to consider there relative to, you know, what we're, again, what we're trying to be. Are we trying to be a a grassroots type tournament that is very inclusive and very easy for someone new to the sport to slide into and feel like that they, they have, uh, you know, some level of, of, of competitiveness. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we probably will stay as a, a paddle only club and, uh, but I am personally, you know, not against a, uh, you know, slapping a torpedo on a boat to cover water down in the marsh of Louisiana or, you know, something like that myself. You, you may see me do that, you know, uh, relatively, uh, relatively soon, but you, Uh-oh. you know, we've, we've got to kind of try to figure Christmas. out what, yeah, where <laughs> our, what our, again, trying to stick with our culture. We know what we are. We know we're a minor league, uh, you know, fun entry level club in Alabama. And, um, you know, um, we kind of know what we are. So, Brandon, uh, well, well, I mean, I'm a little bit more, I guess, hardcore than Nate is in that space. I, I'm definitely a paddle only guy, and I have no intentions of ever putting a motor on the boat whatsoever. Um, yeah. But I'm mostly a creek fisherman too, so I, I, there's no real place for that. It's kind of hard to take your torpedo and drag it over a shoal. Um, but I mean, we've heard some, some guys that want to fish motors in the club and, uh, I, you know, I don't think the ground swell has been so large that it needs to be addressed just yet. Um, but you know, from a tournament director's perspective, if you have a big enough group of people that want to do it, I think it's something that you have to listen to as a whole. Um, but we just, we, we have an occasional onesie twosie request for it, but we really don't by and large, we don't have a lot of guys ask for it. Uh, there's not just shouting from the rooftops um which but that's nice to have but um man i don't know when boats start becoming to be like three thousand and four thousand dollars i start going well you can just go buy a decent bass tractor for that so kayak fishing to me was this simple less than a thousand dollars very limited tackle simplistic view and and so that's kind of my where i kind of feel like we like to keep the club in for the most part um but certainly we'll listen to it it almost seems for us like now here in Alabama, there's so many regional and national level tournaments that allow motors that, yeah, like you, you really don't, it's, it's not so much of a question anymore because people can go fish at stuff if they want to have a motor, but you know, that's, it, you, yeah, that's kind of what we felt too. We felt like we're, you know, um, you know, if a guy has a desire to, to do that, I certainly can understand and, and certainly mm-hmm. relate to, the advantages that come with it, you know, my very first kayak was a PA 14, like I said, and I mean, you, you just flat out could cover so much water versus paddling and in a motor even more so. And, um, you know, so I, I get it, 
um, I just think that there's opportunities for them out there to, to yeah. like you said, to be able to take advantage of that, that uh, itch. And, um, and I, I believe that we'll, you know, for the foreseeable future, we'll continue to be um, as inviting to new guys as we can be. Yeah, I, I, I didn't ask what, what kind of boats do y'all have now? So I've got a Mayfly and a new, new canoe Flint. Okay. Brandon, um, maybe, I've got a, maybe a Hobie old time. soon. Maybe a Hobie uh, soon. Three sixty. We're talk about Mayfield kayak sales. Big money. In, in, <laughs> any point in time? No, that's <laughs> Mayfield kayak sales hasn't been part of this discussion yet. Yeah, there's a, yeah between David and myself, and I think Nate, we sold a whole lot of boats for a, a few years. We would just go through boats all the time. But um, so right now, I've got a Jackson Kilroy. Uh, have a Old Town Predator thirteen. And then I found an old, old Jackson Tripper, which has been a lot of fun, too. It weighs about 40 pounds, and that's been fun to kind of drag around the, the creeks. So that's what we're running at the moment. Yeah, that's all that, that, that's all what that I want, a little good creek boat. That, uh, you give new people today where you say, you know, demo, 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 you know, try boat out, demo. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't follow any of that advice early on. I mean, I, I went through, I had Wildy 135s, 115s, had every boat Jackson ever made, bought mm-hmm. and sold. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'd buy a boat without even paddling it and then use it for months and then sell it. And uh, that's kind of where that, that, that whole uh, joke from Mayfield kayak sales came from. And, uh. but I've, 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 I'm uh, in remission. I've had my Mayfly for about, two years so that's so you've had it a couple of years pretty good that's yeah. by far the longest i've ever kept a boat so yeah and that's who, my who knows gripe about kayak fishing honestly it's the fact that you it's so impossible to actually go and demo a boat it really yeah. is like you can go and go run a skeeter if you want to but you know and, and test drive it. it is hard to demo a kayak anywhere like we've got kayaks that we sell at bass pro shop over here they've got a lake but they won't let you put the kayak in the lake and test it that doesn't make any sense to me so you wind up buying boats and selling them all the time yeah i uh, and we we just got a new store here in in pelham here in central alabama south of birmingham and i you know maybe they'll have demo days so but before that there was nowhere in our area where you could even demo a boat mm-hmm. if you want to unless you went at least an hour and a half went down to Coos River Adventures, or you came up there to North Alabama. Yeah, I think Josh did uh, Big Wheels would let you demo uh, at one point in time, but I can't think of anybody okay. else that would let you demo. We're yeah. lucky here in Indiana. We've got uh, Moving Water Outfitters. They have New Canoe, Bonafide, Jackson, um, and some others. And uh, they, they do during the warmer months. I mean, they do a demo, it seems like, every month demo days and then if you can't make one of those demo days and you really want to try something out they'll get you on the water with something uh which is great and then of course they've got their team throughout the state that uh you can hit up and you know the guy lives in southern indiana wants to try out a try out a jackson they'll find a team member that's got one and uh put them in it you know so that's pretty cool so i think i see some places it may be better than others uh but i definitely understand what you're saying like when i started getting into it i had no idea how to demo a boat you know didn't know anybody in the in the industry at that point really and so i just did a lot of youtube and a lot of reading and um ended up going with you know the bonafide but um 
Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Totally. It, it can be difficult, but I think that's part of the fun too. Right. Like with the kayak yeah. thing, you know, you know, I, you talked about being in the bass boat side and so was I, and you can't just go grab another bass boat, you know, and try out different, different manufacturers. So the kayak, you can, you can turn around and sell your kayak for about what you have in it and, uh, you know, go get something else. And yeah. uh, that's part of the fun modding them and, and playing with them. So. That's one of the cool um, things yeah. that NACA did at one point in time too, is they started doing an actual demo day where demo you would day. bring all of yeah. your boats and they would, you could try any boat that whatever the members had. You know, we, we did it for a couple of years too. Mark's Outdoors helped us out a little bit with that and brought their boats, their brand new boats in. But you guys have had a tremendous success with demo day. And I think a lot of people figured out what they'd wanted or didn't want from that. Yeah, it's been really cool. We, um, we've got a really good location the last two years that we've done it and we've had, probably 25 to 50 people from just general public that just drive by and see the sign that says kayak demo and pull over and come in and try boats. And, uh, I mean, and you've got everything under the sun there, yeah. guys rigged out boats. I mean, power poles, everything. And people can, you know, go and see accessories, you know, see how it's rigged out for a tournament, paddle it around. And, uh, you know, it, we do it Memorial day weekend, Saturday, but before, before Memorial day every, every year. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's really fun. I, I enjoy that event. Uh, great deal and a lot of the dealers get involved and come down and, and set up and we'll, we'll kind of talk to people and we've even expanded it where we'll do like um little demo classes we've had some guys come and um teach some classes about like crankbait fishing craig die from ten, from nashville came down and talked to us about that and we've had some guys come and teach some finesse classes and uh it's, it's a cool little event and um yeah it, it just there's no way that you could go somewhere and, and paddle every, just about every boat made, you know, in one, in one setting. I mean, there'll be 50 different kayaks there. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's the car max cool. of kayak fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, another big topic that we've been talking to a lot of people about is the, the bass nation bass announcing that they're going to do their big tour this year and, and how that's going to filter down to the grassroots level and then people will be able to work their way up to, you know, to fish the events that are going to be in conjunction with the classic is either North Alabama, uh, Iron City or the state level. Do you all know right now that if it's going to be affiliated with BASS and the nation? We're in talks. Brandon and I talked earlier this week, and um, and we've got to talk with the guys from Coosa and the guys from Coleman, I think, are on board. But we're leaning towards a state affiliation where uh, we, we kind of give guys the opportunity to qualify through the clubs for the state championship and then qualify for the uh, Bassmaster Classic through the Alabama State Classic. And um, um, we feel like that that's a, kind of a way where we can do it without having to radically alter our rules and other things yeah. like that and, uh, and it sounds like BASS is going to give us kind of the, the, the latitude to be able to do it that way and um, from what I understand that's how Tennessee is going to be doing theirs and you know those guys really are the the cutting edge of club tournament scene I mean they're they're so well organized the, mm -hmm. the tournament directors are all just absolute studs and um, they've been a ton of help to us over the years and um, so we'd be crazy not to kind of uh, watch what they do and, and 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 maybe think about it but that's the way we're leaning right now is doing it at the state level and allow guys to kind of keep their club identities um and then you know come together at that end of the year and uh, probably the championship division 
you know, let guys qualify for that Bassmaster Classic spot through that. Yeah, and there's, I mean, and back to what we are talking about earlier, I mean, I think this year with it being so short overall to put something together, I think that's probably the best route to go. Understanding that as your membership as a whole changes and you get more feedback, we'll dial that in a little bit more as we go throughout. I, you know, could the clubs one day become BASS affiliated? Sure. I mean, we started out, Iron City started out as a BASS um, nation club, actually. We, our very first tournament, we were affiliated with the Bass Federation and Eddie Plymouth and those guys as well. Um, and we were trying to get some interest in that. Um, and the membership at the time wasn't ready for it. Uh, I think it's a bit more open now to clubs being actually, you know, fully bass affiliated. But I think it's going to take hearing what the membership wants to do as a whole um, and then maybe tweaking and adjusting as we go. But I, but I think the right path right now is to have the state club, if you will, and then let the clubs kind of over time dial in what they want to do long term. This is cool. the best of both words, both worlds in our, in our case. Yeah. All right. Do you have any questions about that, Sam? I know, I know you're thinking, you know, there's a lot of that going on. That This conversation's going on with tournament directors that we've talked to all over the country. Yeah, and honestly, Bass has been great about approaching people. I want, I want to make sure we, we put that out there. They have been very um, helpful and considerate in talking about what's best for the clubs and about people in general. It hasn't been a, a hostile takeover or anything. I think that's the important part is that we – you know, with anything, you know, we've had some dealings with KBF and, and KBS and, and the Hobie guys. And I think that the biggest thing there with any of those big regional trails is, you know, any affiliation is allow us to kind of keep our identity, mm-hmm. allow us to kind of do our our tournaments our way with with maybe just a, an exception or two. And then, you know, and then, you know, it give us the opportunity to send some of our, our bigger sticks you know, on to fish in, in your event. And uh, um, I, I think that that's really a path to success uh, for them. We'll see if they, they kind of keep going that way. But right now that's the, that's, yep. you know, the um, vibe I'm getting from them is that we kind of can, can kind of keep our own identity. Mm-hmm. And, Supplement. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's one of those things where everybody's kind of understanding that this is, uh, this is the first, the first year, you know, and we've got to see how this is all going to iron out. Um, I know here in Indiana, there's definitely some conversations going on. I'm not in a place where I can really talk about details of that, but there's definitely some conversation going on and training kind of like what you guys are talking about. Um, so hopefully I'll have more details on that here in the near future. But I'm excited about it personally. You know, I'm a big fan of bass um, for all the reasons that you guys just stated. And I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, I just think there's some growing pains that we'll have for the first year or so uh, until we get those things ironed out like you guys discussed. But, yeah, I don't have anything further on that other than I just, again, I'm, I'm excited to see this sport continue to grow. And this is the next step in that, I think. Uh, so uh, loving it. Have you guys had any um challenges to the rules up in up in your part of the world we're down here we have a couple rules the guys are a little kind of fuzzy on like the you can't leave your boat uh which takes out a lot of creeks in our area which guys are a little like unsure about and uh if you guys heard any feedback on your side 
You know, I don't know that that conversation's come up just yet. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not really in a place to discuss too much on it right now, but there's definitely conversations going on. Um, honestly, we don't have a lot of creek and river type fishing here tournament-wise. Uh, we've got the White River, which is a big a big event every year for one of our groups. Um, and then our other group has one as well, but it's it's not where you have to stay in your boat or anything like that. So we don't have any rules or any major issues that have come up just yet. It's been more, you know, like the fees and, yeah. you know, which club's going to kind of take it and how how we're going to formulate the the qualifications and those sort of things. But right now, I, I think for most people, it's the same. It's kind of, you know, each club runs independently and filters those guys up to uh quote unquote state championship. Um, but uh, again, I don't have all the details yet. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So let's go over y'all's schedule first with um, iron city on the tournament side. The first is Logan Martin in February, February 29th. Is that right before the, the bass event? Or? Yeah, we may have done that intentionally. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's right before yeah. the classic. Yeah, like February it. February 29th, huh? So if yeah. y'all want to come down and fish with I'm, us, we will I'm, let you know. I'm yeah. barking that down now. What's what's the entry? What's the entry fee for your guys' tournaments? Uh, I think this year it's thirty. Yeah, thirty for the big tournaments. Yeah. yeah. And is there is there a membership fee for your group? No, not nope. at all. We intentionally Neither leave club. it open. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so Logan Martin, the 29th, right before the uh, Classic. That's awesome. What's your next one? Uh, so this is it. Yeah. yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, so Kayaking for a Cure. And I, I'm not sure if you guys are, are into this or not. It's the one that uh, Cornelius is putting on in March 14th. we got a couple of the different clubs that are uh, doing a charity tournament. That's something um, that was very important for us to do throughout the entire years of Iron City. We want to be involved with one or two charity events a year so. That's uh, probably not going to be a points events for us, but one we will certainly promote. Um, and it will be held kind of weird. It's Coleman, Alabama, and every county that borders Coleman County is is fair game. So that's Gunnersville, Smith, um, some of the famous rivers around here as well. Very cool. Do you want to do a mock? You can. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, you know... I'm, no, that was okay. The, I wanted to plug yeah. that one specifically, but. Cool. Yeah, the the next is a, a throwdown on bib. Mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, I went and fished there not too long ago. It, I, had, I missed a giant. I mean, it had to have been the dumbest dang fish in the world because he didn't even get close. He, he was just mad at it. I, That's I when know. everybody was, was excited about this year was bib, and it was a... Uh... <clears throat> I don't think there's any fish there, so I think you're lying, but that's okay. Uh, you guys that's have a small – I mean, I only caught like two, but I, <laughs> I had one monster blow-up. There's, yeah. there's definitely at least one I only caught there. two, but there was that blow-up. Yeah. yeah. One, I mean, it was it was a big, big. Uh, next is Inland, sure. which I – yeah. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would choose Inland. It's a beautiful lake, but – It's uh, such a weird place. We we launched. It's it was literally 190 foot deep where we launched. I'm not okay, I was exaggerating here, but 190 foot deep. We couldn't find like majority of the people zeroed. By the time the tournament was over, we had like tornadoes showing up. We drove through torrential downpours to get to the barbecue restaurant. Was Everybody bad. was exhausted, beat to pieces. 
one guy catches a miracle fish at the end that wins a tournament for him. And everyone's like, we want to go back. And I, I don't know why, but that's, you know, that's exciting that they were excited about it and we'll put it back on the schedule again this year. And they, and it's, it's the whole water supply for Birmingham. So it's just, yeah, a it's big, weird, stupid, beautiful. <laughs> so lake so it's just a big quarry that was dug out then and, and or what? I am not a hundred percent sure yeah, what its origins know. are, but it is a massive reservoir for the, for the state or for the city. So uh, spotted bass lake or. Yeah, it has, has a bunch no of idea. little bitty spots. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch and, uh, I, I went looking yeah, for it's, alligators it's, halfway through the tournament just to get a picture of one. That's what I did. So, yeah, there's huh. the, there's one big one that lives on the lake somewhere, <laughs> but it's it's uh, got spots and largemouth. Uh, but next is Oak Mountain State State Park in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our state state park right by me. I like that, but there's also very few fish in there. Uh, then in June, Smith Lake, which that's probably the most beautiful lake in, in the state, you'd have to say. Beautiful, clear water, big spots. Uh, I actually fished a North Alabama tournament there, the first one last year. Uh, I decided to choose Smith. Next is Walker County Lake in July. And then uh, Lake Mitchell and Clanton in, was that, August? Lay Lake in September, and then the state championships also going to be in sep- September. Is that right? I think it's late September. Is it right? It looks like late September is when we'll be doing that one. Have y'all decided where it's going to be yet? Um, we think so. Yeah. Okay. Still working out details. It's a good try. Good yeah. try. Well, <laughs> so I've gotten to, I, you don't have to worry about me. I've gotten seventh the last two years. I, I can't do any better than seventh. Well, you, what you got is you get a whole bunch of tournament directors and, and guys trying to decide what to do for an event that's 12 months away. We're probably not going to decide very quickly. So yeah, it'll take us a little bit. So I have to be honest. I, I was expecting a lot of different lake names and didn't hear hardly any of them. I, I'm not familiar with any of those lakes. I'm the outsider here. So those aren't, uh, you know... The uh, Gunnersvilles and yeah. Lewis and Pickwicks and you know those Wilson those those bigger names that you we hear and see in the well, bass fishing industry. So look, I I said Smith Lake and that's Lewis Smith Lake, right? Isn't that the? That's right. It it is. Yeah. So what we yeah. try to do in general is we take a uh, we put a pin in the middle of, of Birmingham and we draw about an hour right. to an hour fifteen minute circumference around there. We say what's in that area. So. Like Pickwick, Gunnersville, some of those that you're talking about are, are more in Nat and Nate's kind of area. Oh, um, okay. Mitchell is stretching it for us. We try to keep it within about an hour of the Birmingham City Center so guys can have time to, they don't have to dedicate four hours travel to uh, to and from an event. They can still spend time with their families. We've got a good mix. Like Daniel mentioned the throwdown, a good mix of, of full tournaments, you know, 5 a.m. to 3 p.m., but also some shorter events. So you can still make baseball games weddings whatever else you want to make during the week during the the, the season and late nice. like that's where uh there's been you know a bunch of Bassmaster classics there my mother and father-in-law sure. i'm fortunate that they live right on beach yeah. creek right by where kvd won the 09 classic so that's that that's probably that and smith are the two that a lot you know some people have heard of mitchell that's another good lake just south of lay on the coosa yeah. but and lay and mitchell are both part of the coosa river 
but the Mitchell's a little bit smaller lake. Well, it's it's a lot smaller lake, so you don't get many big tournaments there. It's a great yep. lake and giant spots in there, but it's just not a real known lake because of its size. There's a lot of these little now, small quirky lakes on here because that's where the guys, you know, to the next point, new guys getting in, they're running probably a little bit cheaper boat and they want a lower entry fee and they want to go fish their little home jackpot waters that are these small municipal, you know, um, reservoirs. And that's, so they, they popped up on the list this year. Yeah. I I like it. So speaking of the Coosa river chain is correct me if I'm wrong. Is Hobie doing an event in that area? Yeah, actually what they're doing, they haven't set the boundaries right now, but they're doing it out of Gaston, which would be Neely Henry. So how it works is you have Neely Henry and then it's just separated by dams below. That's Logan Martin below. That's lay below. That's Mitchell. So it's just, all the Coos River, but they're just separated by dams. And yeah, that, similar yeah, and, to and, Chick and and yeah. then yep. you know, all the ten- so, yeah, all the Tennessee yeah, Nick Jack, Pickwick, yeah. oh, Wilson, oh, Wheeler. Yeah. But the uh, but yeah, so they haven't set the boundaries on the Hobie yet. But Gaston, that's Neely Henry. I, I've actually never fished that section, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that one I think's like October. That was one that I was kind of interested in possibly doing, but. Uh, I wasn't. I'm not too familiar with the Coosa River chain, uh, to be honest. So that's if, something that this year I want to explore. If you do good on Logan Martin, it's pretty much the same thing, I guess. That's kind of what I'm here. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Nate Naka. Uh, March 21st, you got the open on Gunnersville. Dun dun dun. The big yeah, G. Yeah, that's our big yeah. tournament every year. That'll be the one. Lots of camping. Lots of overeating on Friday night and uh, lots of regrets on Saturday morning when we're trying <laughs> to find the King Johnny or Port of Johns before you get on the water. Uh, but that is that is one of our absolute favorite events. We do it at Gunnersville every year. And it's always a great turnout. Um, and then we uh, we're going to support. Yeah, it's a, not a points event, but we're going to support the uh, the kayak tournament in Coleman the uh, uh, for cancer uh, benefit and. Um, then we're hitting Weiss Lake again and uh, in May and then going back to my favorite lake, Pickwick and Wilson in June. Um, we, do a, we do a river stop almost every summer where uh, it's a tournament, but you, you know, everybody's fishing their favorite moving water, small water uh, float. And uh, that's really well participated mm-hmm. uh, for us. Everybody's it's kind of become part of our culture. Guys like it. And, um, and it's uh, it's fun to see, um, you, you know, you'll get some guys that are primarily late guys that will get them out on some skinny water and let them kind of fall in love with the creeks and the rivers like the like the rest of us have. And then, uh, yeah, then we have our big our big invitational classic in early September where guys have to win one of our tournaments or win one of our big bass tournaments or be in our uh, top 15 angler of the year to be able to participate and that's always a blast i mean it's a smaller tournament it's only about you know 35 40 guys and uh but it's a ton of fun and uh you you take a, a whole lot of abuse if you win that tournament um that's uh that's the one that'll get you made fun of for for a whole year and uh but that's uh we'll have our youth trails and things up and our other stuff in but that's our that's our big trail this year and we always try to try to fish you know, several of the, the we feel like we got to fish Gunnersville and we, we love to fish Pickwick. And if we have to, we'll fish Wheeler. And, um, 
but uh, we'll mix in a, a, a Smith Lake or a Weiss or something like that, a wild card lake every year. So one, one thing that we've heard some, from some other clubs and like uh, Sam here, he did a tournament not too long ago. Uh, it was for charity, the Turkey Bowl up there that they had a lot of people come out for. It was a team tournament. Is that something that y'all have ever thought about doing? Like they, they would have three or four different boats and they all fish together and it's just against different teams. It just seemed like a fun format and I've never heard of anybody doing it in Alabama and just thought I'd ask if, if that's something y'all had ever thought of. Had some guys throw it out there. I, I, we just haven't, uh, I don't know that it's taken off yet. The interest hasn't been as exciting in the Birmingham Metro area for it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think, you know, there's, I think it's interesting. I want to see how it's pulled off. Uh, we'll see what happens. We've done it in some throwdowns, yeah. never yeah. in a trail, but we've done it in throwdowns before. I guess it wouldn't work with the the regular trail because the points wouldn't work. And yeah, for throwdowns, something different. But you mean I'll I'll issue you the same challenge to you that I did to some of the guys in the club. Uh-oh. If you've got an idea and you want to do it, well, put it together. We've got plenty of open dates. Put it together. Let's make it happen. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. Yeah, always, always looking for different ideas. All right. Who knows? Well, that's a, wind up being something we put I in think there that's about here. all I. Yeah. <laughs> when, that was an affirmed challenge accepted there, Dan. That was that was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty weak. That was pretty weak. Yeah. All right. Was. So somebody, somebody else in Alabama that's, is going to take that one up. Dan, that's, Dan's that's where on Dink the fence. Maybe I. By the way. <laughs> so that's what? where Dinkfest came from. Somebody wanted to see if we could oh, have a smallest Lord. fish challenge, and that's where Dinkfest came from. We forced some people into into doing it. So that's funny. We did that at the Turkey Bowl too. We had a a smallish fish prize as well. I think it was like a three inch shad was caught. (laughs) Yes, ours was the entire tournament was around catching the smallest fish possible. It was an online like month long deal. But your smallest one had to be eight inches because of the hog trough. But yeah, that was that was the challenge. How did you break a tie? Well, we were just like exactly. Yeah. He got, and he's like, I, I, I'm, it's his name shall not be spoken here, but he won. That that's all I'm going to say. It's it's definitely the first tournament the man's ever won. He he got one that was exactly eight inches. That and it was tournament like, was made for him. It was made yeah. for him. But yeah, no. The whole point, if we had a tie, we were just going to split the pot. It was just a fun ten dollar entry fee, go fish it. But he he was fired up about it. So and he's rubbed it in. He, he's <laughs> he's went to other clubs trying to get them to have the same yeah. tournament just so he can try to win another one. But it creates great conversation. It's something to do in the winter time, and that that's the whole point. Yeah. Let's just keep the conversation going, have fun, and keep it light. Yeah. So uh when was the uh when was the first event again? Sorry, I missed the the date on the Gunner Sale Open. Uh, March twenty first. Uh, yeah. March twenty first. And so when the is weekend, weekend before the NC or two? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you guys you are, just come you guys are perfect timing here. Just come down the last end of last week of February and just stay for a month. Well, so if I go off of what I'm considering, which is what I talked about last week in the podcast, I actually will be on the road for a while. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to have the wife and the kids or at least the wife 
come down to Alabama for like a week just so I can have some time with them because yeah, you got, I'll be in Alabama for Logan Martin from the weekend of your first tournament. So I'll fish that then Hobie in North Carolina and then back to Gunnersville. Um, so it, I don't know if it makes sense for me to even go home. <laughs> Uh, maybe I will for maybe I will for like three or four days and then come right back down. But you know, Alabama, North Carolina, Alabama, all within a three four week span. Um, but uh, yeah, I might I might be hitting both those events. We'll see. So glad pretty, to have you. Uh, yep, it'd be all fun. All right. Well, before we let y'all go, do y'all have any sponsors you want to talk about? Anything else you you wanted to bring up? Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, well, we actually don't have any sponsors for our trail this year, but we've got some great friends that uh, have supported us. You know, obviously, NAC is a good uh, good sport for us, but uh, like Josh with Big Wheels Outfitters, Lonnie at Coosa Outdoors uh, Center, those guys have been very helpful to us over the years, and we always, always want to thank them where we can. And I'll say right now, if, if you've ever been to, if you're ever thinking about coming to Central Alabama, Coosa River, uh, Coosa Outdoors Center, they are... Yep. Yeah, go down there and fish. If you want to catch one of those magnum spotted bass that you've heard about down here, that's yep. the place to go catch one. And great, Very great people, beautiful area. Yeah, great place to come camp, spend time with the family. Yep, good place to go. And with Tomka, Alabama. Yeah, we're awesome. fortunate enough to have several partners that have that have really helped us out over the years. Um, our trail sponsor is uh, Leaf and Creek Outfitters here in Huntsville, and. Um, we've also, um, hook one has been really, really good friends to us and, and have really helped us out and come to our demo days. We've got the kayak store, which is just a little South of us. Uh, so one of our own owns that and runs it, Tony Dean. And we've got, uh, all sport power sports at, over in Decatur. Um, we're again, we're fortunate to have good partners. Um, we've had some, some good national partners. Jackson has helped us out in the past with, with several boats for our youth trail, Cabela's and Academy have been invaluable partners uh, for our youth trail and for our main trail. 360 uh, Compass 360 rain gear is our official rain gear for our club. And, you know, we, we were several of us went down and took a, a trip to Louisiana to hit redfish up about a beginning of November. And it looked like a Compass 360 rain gear uh, <laughs> get together. I mean, that first day is freezing. We're all decked out and all of our stuff that they had supplied and, Bending Branches has been uh, a partner of ours from the very beginning, and uh, we're just really fortunate to have good friends and good partners that have invested in us and in the kayaking community in Alabama, and uh, we're we're fortunate to have them. That's awesome. Well, we're, yeah, we, we're fortunate to have you all on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything you've done. I mean, I, you know, if if y'all hadn't done what you've done over the last, you know, almost ten years you know, eight years or whatever it is now. If y'all hadn't done that, I wouldn't have anywhere to go fish. So thank y'all too. And everybody else in state who's been doing it. Well, I, I really do appreciate it. So hey, yeah. it's, it's all hey. Nate. It's all Nate. So speaking of that real quick, before we let you guys go, you know, if someone's listening to this podcast, they're in Alabama and they're thinking about getting into kayak fishing, they want to, they want to get in touch with your clubs. How do they go about doing that? So for us, the best way to reach us is on Facebook and just search North Alabama Kayak Anglers. 
we've got a public page and then we've got a, uh, a private group where all the shenanigans take place. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you can find a home in one of those two, one yeah. of those two things that uh, meet your needs. Awesome. Yeah, for us, it's going to be the, the Facebook group page as well, Iron City Kayak Anglers. And you'll see some kind of cross-pollination between all our different groups. I think we need to probably mention as well, like there's a group in Gadsden called the Coosa River Kayak Anglers that they've got a, a Facebook page. Coleman's got a kayak group, Coleman Kayak Anglers. So all those groups are kind of, um, <clears throat> you have a lot of people that bounce around between the different ones and hang out. So you you find one of those, you'll find the rest of them, and you'll find a home somewhere. Yep. Awesome. Very cool. Well, like Dan said, thanks for coming on guys. Uh, we really appreciate you. It's been uh, fun talking to you guys and, uh, we look forward to covering your tournaments in the 2020 season and maybe having you guys back on having some of your, uh, some of your champions on and, uh, you know, best of luck and hope you guys have a, have a great 2020 season. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Really. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. No problem. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with some recaps. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, we just finished up with a couple epic guests Nate and Brandon from Alabama, a couple of TDs out there doing it the right way. Uh, they're in your neck of the woods, Dan. So awesome to have them on. Thanks for reaching out to them and bringing them. Uh, definitely some, definitely some cool conversation we had there. And, and I always enjoy listening to people talk about the culture that they have and the focus being there than being on the actual tournaments and, you know, AOI and champions and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I know they were bringing up, uh, maybe there were some hiccups a few years ago whenever there was something, but every single tournament I fished with both those clubs. And I, I, I know last week I said I was going to fish Iron City, but now I'm kind of up in the air. I don't know, because the North Alabama I love those lakes so much. It's tough, but uh, yeah. yeah, every every single event that they run, I've ever been to, is amazingly well run. And especially in North Alabama, they give out so many prizes. It really is. Like, you can just show up. You can pay your money $30 during the tournament, and there's a good chance you're going to get more than $30 worth of stuff back because they have so many giveaways. Iron City is a little bit smaller, but it's great, guys. It's a little maybe a little bit closer knit and we do some smaller bodies of water with them, but also perfectly ran good guys and just, just a good time. It's, I mean, and that's one of the things that kind of just that I love about kayak fishing, because whenever you fish with either one of those trails, it's just, it's just fun coming from the bass yeah. boat side where it was just so cold and like you show up, you fish, you leave, you know, you go to weigh in. Yep. That was it. With there, you're you're hanging out, you're having a good time, you're talking with everybody, you're talking smack on, you know, in a Facebook group, and you get out there and you're you're helping each other and watching out for each other. And it's just it's what kayak fishing is all about, and why it's the best sport in fishing in, in my mind. You know, the best level or niche of fishing is kayak fishing because of the culture and the community and the fun of it and they, and they do all kind of things like north alabama they do a boondoggle every 
year. Like this year, they went down to Delacroix, Louisiana, and they go chase Reds and, and you know, uh, Trout and all that. And that's only about just south of New Orleans. And that's, that's probably like six and a half hours from here. So they go down there and camp, and they do something every year. I think uh, in 2020, they're going down to Florida and going to, you know, going out on the ocean down there. So it's it's just fun. I'm proud to be a part of it, proud to live in this state, and, and just proud to be a part of these clubs. So I'm glad they were able to come on. Hell yeah, man. I, I'm uh, I'm excited. You know, that Iron City event on Logan Martin, the 29th, man. I'm uh, that I just put that on the calendar. I'll I'll be there. So um, I'll be there. Hopefully too. you'll be Let's there. Do it. Yep. So Heck I'm excited yeah. to uh, to meet up with you and fish and, uh, and fish with this uh, with this group. And and that's kind of one of my goals, too, is if, if any of these groups that we cover and we talk to, uh, if there's any chance that I can fish an event in conjunction with something, I'm, I'm going to do it and support these guys because the grassroots, man, that's where, it, that's where it's at. That's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, again, that community and that culture that, that comes first. It, so, it, uh, it, it, even if it's only going to be just a practice day for you, it's 30 yeah, bucks. Yeah. There's, 30 you can all, you know, you always have a puncher's chance out on Kusa. You can run into a school of mega spots and just, you know, just get towed around by some spots and have a great time. And it's only $30 exactly. and yeah gonna be yep. on the water anyway i spend more than 30 dollars on red bull each week so i i can i can <laughs> handle I, I can handle 30 dollars uh, in uh, for uh for an entry fee to support a, a great group and donate a little money to to the locals um more than i already am you know with hotels and food and stuff like that so it's all good cool. Let's do <laughs> and it. like you said have a chance to win maybe but hey i get to fish with you follow you around and, and learn what to do uh for uh for the classic so you know Sounds good. Oh wow, you went right for that. All right, cool. I thought I thought I was gonna get some pushback on the follow you around. No, part. you're good. I, I I don't care. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll we'll, All we'll, right. we'll we'll finish one too as long as I'm there. One. Okay. Well, you beat me to it. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, anyway, so you know we've got an actual recap to do here, which is we pretty do. cool. Uh, I've done that for a while, so. Uh, we have a little recap here. KBF had their Florida Open. Uh, it was dubbed early on the last chance event for the uh, the 10, the 10 Invitational, and the um, National Championship. So, uh, you know, 27 guys signed up for that event. Not too shabby considering, you know, it's uh, middle of holiday season and it's in Florida, so it's a long drive for the heart of what I would call the kayak community. Um, 27 guys showed up for that, but only 11 guys put fish in the boat, or at least a fish brutal. in the boat. Yeah, brutal. And only one, well, there was. so there's a little bit of a, a, a thing that happened there. There was two limits caught, but only one, um, one angler came in with a limit, you know, that was accepted the other one unfortunately and and even bigger um you know downfall here was the fact that he the person who had his fish denied actually would have won the event due to just an unfortunate mistake it sounds like uh you know he's late um more than 15 minutes late to check in he had some outdated information it sounds like 
and uh, and missed check-in by about 15 minutes. He had 73 inches. All five fish were denied. Unfortunately, uh, happens to the best of us. Um, so our our winner from Florida was Mr. Dy- Dyer, uh, Dwayne Dyer, with 67 inches, uh, 67.25 inches. Uh, so you know, a, a five fish limit nonetheless, but about as small as you can get right there with a five fish limit. Yeah, it was a uh, post frontal, definitely tough, and that's that's really just Florida this time of year. December, January, it can be unbelievable fishing, but if a front comes through, it can be shut down bad and just completely suck. So. It sounds like they, they got the brunt of it. But uh, at least uh, the good thing is uh, the guy who did have a limit, but it wasn't accepted, he did. Him and everybody else still got entry into the national championship. So that's a yeah. good thing. And awesome. and the top the top three, they all they got invitations into the, the Timvitational. So, so that's cool. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I was expecting a lot of big fish out of this. And like you said, yeah. um, and, and you'd mentioned that in a previous podcast, hey, if these guys get post-parental, they, they shut down lockjaw. And I've heard that before um, as well. Uh, but uh, we did have one big fish. Uh, big bass was 20.75 inches. That's a good fish right there. Uh, yep. Brian Daly coming in with big bass. So shout out to Brian um, and then from there, it was like a 1775, I think was the next biggest. So, uh, won by a long shot, big bass, but, uh, yeah, a, a tough event, but like you said, Hey, everyone walked away with a little something here and, uh, you know, getting to go to the NC, which is what I would imagine most of these folks, uh, were there for a lot of them from Florida, but, uh, we had some Texas, Tennessee and Indiana guy, uh, as well down there. So you cool. did it pretty cool. We you qualified, Scott. You did it. Yes. But that se- second place was uh, Michael Parker, and third was Frederick uh, Wallets. So congrat- congratulations to y'all two as well. That's uh, a- Anytime you get top three or, and you get into the Timbitational, that's a good day. Yeah, and uh, I stand corrected. Brian had the big bass of 20.75 and then also an 18-incher. Uh, so okay. he was on the biggins, just uh, couldn't get enough of them to bite that day, like you said, because of the conditions. So uh, yeah, um, you know, we probably won't have any more recaps. Another little lull in that because we're going into holiday season. Everything starts to kick off late January. Uh, it looks like outside of some fun little, you know, uh, local stuff. But uh, I'm excited for 2020 season and start getting into uh, breaking down these tournaments and how they're how they're being won and talking to talking to individuals, you know, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different this coming, uh, this coming season for 2020. We're instead of bringing on just one person, the winner, we're going to try and bring on multiple people from the tournament, do some uh, round tables like we've done with the uh, Hobie tournament champions. We listen to the viewers. You guys seem to really like when we're doing these round tables. So we're going to continue to do that. Um, and with that said, this is uh, this episode will be the last episode of 2019. We're gonna take a, we're gonna take a little break um, from from podcasting for about two weeks. Uh, we're gonna shut things down, let everybody get a chance to catch up on previous episodes, uh, spend time with their family and friends. We're gonna do the same. 
And then we're going to be back uh, kicking off the new year, January 6th, with a uh, with another episode. And that episode is actually going to be the uh, direct tournament director from the Wild West Kayak Bass Fishing Trail. I think I said that right. If not, I'll get it right next week. But uh, excited to talk. Sounds yeah. like it needs a whip with it. Wild right. West. Sorry. I like it. Sound effects. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that one because, uh, you know, I lived out West for a little while. I understand that I know the fishing community out there and, uh, wild West has been a premier tournament trail out there for those guys. <laughs> and, uh, now they're getting into the kayaking. So I'm excited to talk to them about that, but yeah, um, that's all we got for this episode. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy and, Hanukkah. Uh, we'll Happy Hanukkah, all those good things. Drink a lot of eggnog and uh, enjoy time with your family and friends. And we'll see you in 2020. Where are your PFDs? Yes, sir. Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle the letter N fin. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle the letter in fin. This is Bucky Buckstabber, founder and executive director of the Fly Fishing Collaborative. At the Fly Fishing Collaborative, also known as FFC, we mobilize the fly fishing community, outdoor enthusiasts, and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska in partnership with FFC. Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of transformational impact abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle the letter N in fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. 